Hi, and welcome to the 2019 Women in Histology podcast series, brought to you by the National Society for Histotechnology. This is your host, Connie, and I'm excited to bring you this episode that features the perspectives of three advanced career professionals. What I've learned about the members of this organization is that even when a professional in the field technically retires, they never really stop working, whether they are teaching classes for the NSH or at state meetings or serving on committees or starting businesses. All three of the incredibly dedicated and intelligent women that I had a chance to speak with are still leading, teaching, and advocating. We hope that you'll walk away from this episode not only enjoying what you've heard, but also feeling inspired and excited. First of all, obviously, welcome. So feel like we hit the miracle getting all three of you on the call at this one time. Um, I really don't know how to express my gratitude for that. Um, so I want to just kick us off by having introductions. So um, I want to welcome you, Pam, and, and maybe ask you to introduce yourself to our group and, and to the audience that will be. Hi, um, this is Pamela Markham, and I had been working in histology for about 52 years, I retired. Um, in that process, I've worked in clinical research and industry as a, as a technical person installing and helping people. And um, through all that, I've mostly been, in, since NSH was formed, have been a member most of that time and very proud of it. Well, and you forgot to mention, Pam, that you were a constant uh, educator at the convention. I don't think, um, at least in the five years that I've been here, you've been you've taught every year, so I'm sure it's probably preceded that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy Edwards here, and uh, I have been in the histology field for over thirty something years. Uh, prior to that, I was a lab tech, and by working in the various um, labs in the hospital, I. Uh, was really keen on learning more about histology. So I, I stuck to histology all these years. And it's a wonderful, wonderful field. I like sharing information with other um, people, networking and things of that nature. I'm currently um, working, I retired two years ago. Well, I've retired twice, but I'm working part time. They call me back because they needed, there was such a shortage here, and they needed some histology people, you know, to do some of the work. And um, so I'm working at a university here in St. Louis, Washington University Medical School, and um, things are constantly changing. I'm learning new things also. Nice. And Maureen. <laughs> Hello. Um, I'm Maureen Doran, and I've been in the field of histology for over 35 years. Um, I've worked mostly research, but also have um, worked in a dermatology lab, and I retired five years ago and opened up um, my own um, small business um, doing contract histology. It just seems like none of you are able to get out, so you're still in it. Um, <laughs> so, so, let, so I... Yeah. I'm going to actually kick the first question off with something like one of the harder yeah. questions. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm just going to, so Dorothy, why don't you um, tell me what your thoughts are on this? There's a lot of conversation about certification, right? HT, HTL, qualification in immunohistochemistry, and different people feel different ways about whether or not that's something that's worth pursuing. Where do you stand on that? Oh, I think it's good to get your 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 um, the HT or HTL or what have you because you know the higher level of education to me makes you stand out above others. It's it's very important. I was 
lucky to go to a real good uh, laboratory school here in St. Louis and had excellent teachers in, in histology, serology, biology, and um, they emphasize the importance of getting uh, certified in, in, your, in, your, in the area that you want to continue and advance in. So it's important to get that, to get those certifications. Maureen, Pam, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, this is Pam. Um, basically, I'm going to preface this a little bit. I got into histology kind of by accident, which I have found is a very common denominator with those of us who got into it yes. years ago. Um, I think the HT and HCL are very, very important. Um, at this point, I think we need more education um, in, his, in histology because our field has changed so much. I really am glad we're going to a two-year program because what I was seeing with some of the schools that I was dealing with is they weren't getting a lot of troubleshooting or how they were actually doing things. They were studying the book and getting just getting book learning to pass it. Uh, so I was very unhappy with that. But I think it's important to have the HTHTL. I kind of have mixed feelings about the IHC as to whether that should be combined in the HTL mm -hmm. rather than a totally separate piece because it's removing histologists who aren't qualified or don't do IHC enough to qualify for the QIHC from being able to get that particular certification. I, I agree um, a lot with both Pam and Dorothy said. I think it is important because it, it sets a standard for us as a profession that we have this basic set of knowledge and are able to perform these basic techniques. And I think it's like with any other profession, if you have a certification, it brings your profession to a, a higher level of um, acknowledgement. And so I think it is, I encourage everyone to go and get their certification. If I might add, that's what's going to get us to the point that with ASCP, we're considered professionals, not just lab people. Pam, you had mentioned um, the field is changing and there's there's new things happening. Are there any trends or changes in particular that you're noticing that there's opportunity to take advantage of or that people should be paying attention to? Well, I mean, from when I started, of course, it's changed dramatically. In the last few years, we've seen them rely less on special stains and do more immunohistochemistry and probes. And I think molecular and that type of Histology is kind of where we're going. We'll always need the basis, but I think we all need to learn it all to be fully integrated into histology and understand what we're doing, what the pathologist is doing, and what they're asking for, rather than just producing a slide and saying, okay, that's good, get it out of here. Yeah. Dorothy, what are your, th what are your thoughts? Similar <laughs> observations or any other trends? Or? Well, it's, it's, it's similar, but, uh, I, you know, you just... I just believe in, in, in keeping up with some of the new uh, technologies that's coming out. So it, it, that's why it's important to um, attend the, the workshops and lectures and, you know, and network. If I could add to that, I'm finding the younger generation that I've, I've dealt with in the past 15 years aren't it, don't understand networking. Mm-hmm. And since the universities, the labs, et cetera, are no longer paying for people to go to NSH or even sometimes local meetings, it's getting harder for 
us to be able to encourage or make people realize how important those kinds of things are to grow in your future in the field. It's invaluable. I would say that that was that is probably one of my best tools that I've used over over the years. And I mean, I could name the names of the people that you know I call, and you know them all: Gail Kalis, Lish Paula. I mean, they have expertise in these areas that you know I maybe have only had a smattering of experience. And they send me information, they send me books, they give me protocols, and I mean, I don't. That's just invaluable. And I just think it's one of our biggest assets as a profession and as an NSH group. I agree with you if they take advantage of it. And what I saw was a lack of interest in taking advantage of it. And that's what started to kind of scare me. But the networking is has been critical to my career. Do you think that that's something that people should be considering, like almost curriculum? I mean, I know you can't teach networking, but I feel like it, you know, I, I know there's leadership programs that people put out there. Um, do you think that's something that's important for the future of the field to sort of develop the younger professional group? I do, you know, yeah. I think that's important, but my problem with that is I had trouble even getting people to sit down and listen to a lecture at noon or to do that, and that's where I start to come to a local meeting that they could come to, even when the university would pay that small fee just for them to go, had trouble getting them to understand how important that was, or they don't want to pay $80 a year for NSH membership, which, which is what I ran into. If they're not going to pay that, um, I don't know how we do it. So when you are um, thinking about where you are in your career right now, and obviously you've touched on some of the things um, that this next question might kind of bring to mind, but you know, you're looking at challenges that you're experiencing right now, and you've sort of alluded to just getting people to, to be able to network and, and connect, um, which is a really important part of the organization and also the, and obviously the profession. Are there any other big challenges that even just as an individual, you feel like you're facing right now at this point in your career that maybe you didn't, you weren't experiencing, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Sounds like things are smooth. That's what I like to no, hear. I, I, no, I retired, so I'm kind of hesitating to say anything other than everything I just mentioned was I wanted people in my labs that I was running to be involved with NSH, with ASH, to get involved in such a way that they did have all these opportunities and what I found repeatedly and these were people who had graduated from histology school that they just weren't interested in doing anything other than coming to work and going home and that was the challenge I had how do I and I got a couple of them mentored into doing talks and doing things but the rest of them were like that my life's too busy can't do it that's what I find the biggest challenges right now. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think it's a challenge in my area just to get the idea out there that histology is a profession. So I'm involved yeah. with the um, women for um, American Women of Science, and we do, the university here does 
a lot of programs that for high school and actually for junior high kids. And I participate every year and it still seems like everyone comes in and nobody has heard of this. Nobody is even aware still that um, it is a profession um, that is available. So we still don't have, you know, that outlook that people actually know that it's still an option if they're interested in an allied health care career. I, I agree with that. Unless they're looking at an allied health care program and see if they don't know. The other thing that I worry about is, and I know we've done um, the one-day workshops at NSH for several years, well, since Pittsburgh. And um, as far as I know, we haven't followed up. And, and I'm guilty of this with my junior high and high school people that I worked with more in Pennsylvania. Uh, none of us have ever followed up to see how many of those people, after they seemed interested initially, actually took up the profession. And I think that's the other critical part. You know, I, I, I think that uh, if we just continue uh, to go out into the schools and let the students know what histology is about, I think the more we do this, uh, I think it's going to be very, very helpful. You know, I, I like the idea when uh, NSH, uh, when they do have the students come in. And I, some time ago, I used to do workshops. I would go to the schools. I would take my microtone, and um, we would talk about histology tissue and things of that nature. I, it was like a hands-on experience at the time um, uh, when I was trying to get students interested in histology. If, if, if somehow we can still just keep marketing um, the field, I mean, when you, when you talk about tissue, you know, they, they, some people just have a, a thing about human tissue or animal tissue or things of that nature. But they yeah. must understand that we are helping uh, um, people to, to get well and things of that nature. So I, we just need to somehow just keep getting the word out. Well, I usually start with, has, this, has anybody in this room had someone in their family have surgery mm -hmm. for appendicitis, for cancer, et cetera? And I get a couple people, uh, was it, who, and they tell me who it was. Do you? And then I just say, do you know how we found out what that disease was? And then I would go ahead and tell, and, and explain histology because then it became personal. And once it became personal, I had a much better audience to listen to me because suddenly it was their mom or their sister or father that we made a difference in. And that's where I found I got more reaction as to people going, oh, that's what it is, than just presenting it as tissue. And Maureen, you had mentioned that you do work with uh, AWS and um, and with that within in your area. And it's interesting you mentioned that because that's actually the last question I want to tee up for you all. So typically, um, throughout science and engineering workforce, most STEM women are still underrepresented. But in 2016, NSH did a membership survey. And even though our entire membership didn't respond, 81% though uh, identified as female. 
conference. Yeah. And, and I think that when you go to the conferences, you can see there is a really strong female presence at these conferences. Our leadership has a great female representation. And so it seems like there seems to be this, you know, the opposite within the field of histology at NSH, but in histology, why do you all think that 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 is? Uh, I don't think we're not sought out and offer the the opportunities as when the, as the males get. Okay, we're just not sought out enough. Unfortunately, there's still that glass ceiling there. Maureen, what have been your observations, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that the reason that it tended to be, I agree with Pam and Dorothy also, but I think that we are, we're in this mindset that our, our job as a histologist is an assistance to the doctor, just as oh, nurses are assistants and phlebotomists are assistants. So all these professions are predominantly female because they're viewed as they're an assistant um, you know, to um, the physician or the main researcher. And it just seems like women will seek this out or have in the past um, sought that out more um, than, than a man. Mm -hmm. I, I agree to a certain extent. I think that is true. And I also think it's, it's true that um, we are more willing to be subservient. Mm -hmm overall and that sort of plays into it on a different side than what you said is we're willing to let that role become our identity and i think that's wrong i haven't had that but then i'm mouthy and i back and didn't always work out well for me but i was happy because had to be done one <laughs> <laughs> of the other things i found when i started and seems to have continued. Histology is a field where, and, and I'm just gonna use this as a, a, an example. For lack of a term, for lack of a better term, we're nine to five Monday through Friday. We're not a 24, in many cases, um, I'd say most cases, we're not a 24 seven lab. What happened when I was coming into the field was a lot of women came into it because it gave them time with their children and their families. And that's a very sexist thing to say, but it was true. Our, I should say we're more stable hours than a lot of other areas. And for that reason, a lot of women went into it. But the other thing is we are underrepresented in other fields and we weren't required to have an education to do it. And I think that's been a mistake. It's a mistake that we made because... One thing I like to say is, um that um, when we are, are training uh, the students, they need to know how to do things manually and automatic. If, if, if the machine breaks down, they need to know how, how do you run up your, how do you, how do you make a, a sting, you know, uh, instead of ordering and, and everything's already made up. They need to know some of the basics. It's very, very important to know the basics. Um, I agree. Agree. And just calling the company and saying it's broke, how do I fix? Doesn't yeah. is not good patient care. <laughs> it's not. And and they and they need to know how to make these. Things. I'm sorry, they just do. Follow your dreams. Or just pursue your goals. And, and and I like staying around positive people. 
and don't let anyone hold you back. And I've even encouraged people to look, histology is a two year degree. Get your degree, go ahead, get your HT, HT, and then work up to your HTL. You can grow, it depends on what you want. So I totally agree with you. And sometimes steps for people who don't have a lot of money is much easier than, oh, just go into debt for four years. Mm -hmm. That may not be an option. Maureen, what would what advice would you give somebody? Well, um, I, I agree with both Pam and Dorothy that you need to, even though your lab may be fully automated, you need to understand how to do the basic grassroots things if, if things end up breaking or going bad. But as, as far as a histology career, I mean, evidently I love it because I've been in it <laughs> for so long. <laughs> and I'm I'm probably not going to give it up at any time, but someone once told me that if you choose as your profession something you love, you'll never work a day in your life, and I totally agree. You know, to be completely open-minded to any opportunity, take advantage of it. Yes. Well, I think yeah, that's what got you into histology, right, Dorothy? You were saying that's not where you started, but... <laughs> I know, but, but it's a good feel. I love it. That's why I'm, I'm still